All right, so t- today I would like to wrap up Psakresha de lo kind of the so-called theory of it, and then we're going to start with the tour and see the tour and the Shulchan today. I don't know how far we'll get. We have a lot to do. And um, I also, but, but uh, before we start, I want to take a look at a rush in Shabbos that I was trying to find um, you know, a uh, version on Safari for for last week. I wasn't able to find, so I just bit the bullet and we're going to do it together on the Yitzra Chachma. And then I want to take a look at the Rambam, how the Rambam describes Psikresha in general. And the reason why I think it's important for us to kind of look around at these things is because there's a fundamental question in, in uh, Psikresha that we've kind of bumped into and uh, alluded to all along. And I've just recently seen that it's actually uh, discussed formally by Rabbi Hanan Wasserman, among others, in his COVID Shiur among Subits. And the question is, uh, we've mentioned this before, right? What is the underlying reason why Psikresha uh, Veloyamas is going to be a problem, right? So you didn't have intention, and now you kind of, and now you're doing something that it will make it for sure happen. So we have the famous. So the one one approach is that as we as we say in Yiddish, miskaven. So if it's something that is uh, for sure going to happen, it's considered that you had intention for this action. And approach number two is that no, is that it's that, that's not the shot. It, it doesn't blind. It, it doesn't blind miskaven. It's not as if you had intention. The idea is is that it since it's considered to be one action. Right, since you know these outcomes always happen whenever you do this action, so then even this action starts getting classified. At, you know, opening up a fridge becomes a way of turning on the light. Right, it becomes it becomes one action, and we said that that you know this this really gets to you know a lot of the heart of the machlokas over here, whether you say psikresha de lo is going to be uh, permissible or not, a case where you're doing it but you don't uh, derive benefit from it. We wanted to say that this should be kind of a very, very kind of defining factor in this machlokas because if you follow the view that the that by a psikresha, so it's not the pshat that you have kavana for this ma'isa, right? That 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 by that 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 you that by that way that when you do it, it will for sure happen. So this becomes kind of part of your intention, right? You kind of have intention for this. So, so this, so if you say if you say that, then then that's something. Then over there, you can start debating whether or not it makes a difference if you want it or not, right? So we can say that that in the case where you benefit from it, like we saw language from some of the Rishonim last week, from Tosfos and the Gaonim, that there is this notion of anan sahadi de nichale, right? That you, we are, you know, since the person benefits from it, we can testify that you had intention, meaning that it, since you know what's going to happen, this always happens, and this is a benefit uh, for you, then somewhere in your subconscious or something, there is also intention for this, or, or you're kind of, you are, you, are, you are open to this as well, right? It has some place in your mind, even, you know, even if it's not in your, in your, in your motivation. And it's important to say Kavana is not motivation, right? Kavana is intention. So there's, there's a, there's a subtle difference there between motivation and intention, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be what motivates you to do this action, but it can be kind of while you're doing it, it can be like, 
oh, nice, they get all these ancillary benefits from, from this. And that's part of intention, okay? So if you understand psych ratio that way, then there's room for that. Then we brought an alternate approach, right? And I was trying to find the Rashi, which is a, there's one Rashi that says explicitly, right? Where Rashi says, psikresha have kim misgaven. It's as if he had intention, right? Not that the person's literally having tension, intention, it's as if, meaning because it's one action, so therefore you can't split them. And then, you know, it's considered to be that you, that you did this action. And we talked, you know, for a while, why this kind of very interesting subtlety makes a difference, right? And one of the, and we said, we, and we, and we bought a proof that Rashi believes in such a notion from the story of pouring the wine on the fire, right? Where we saw that Rashi makes a difference. Rashi says, since you can pour it in small droplets and it won't extinguish it, you can then pour it in large droplets as well, right? Rashi in uh, Zvachim. And this showed us that Rashi believes in others, uh, you know, uh, as well, that the idea behind Psikresha is that if this becomes part of the action, but if there's a way to separate these two actions, there's a way to actually separate them. So then even if in this particular instance or the way you're doing it, the outcome is going to be certain. So then there is room to say um, that Davrashen and Miskavan is going to mean what are you according to Rav We introduced um, the, the opinion of Taisvis, the opinion of the Ri, which really becomes the, the consensus opinion, as we're going to see in Shulchan Aruch, that really threw us a whole bunch of curveballs. And the kind of primary takeaway is that the reintroduced the fact that even though he disagrees on the Arach, he actually believes that A, Psikresha de Lonichale is only going to be prohibited rabbinically, not biblically. And it will be permissible even not by Shabbos. It will be permissible for the sake of a mitzvah. And I, I'm stressing when I say even not by the instance of Shabbos, because as we're going to see, there are people who want to who want who want to try it, and we'll see in the rush right now that there are people who want to differentiate between Shabbos and everything else. The read doesn't. The read says the leniency of mitzvah applies even even to even to a case of uh, part of putting out the fire. And the read also said that even in the case of Shabbos, right, even if you hold that psikresha de lonichale doesn't work. It still is no worse than the davar shleitzich legufa, right? Melacha shleitzich legufa. Sorry, and therefore it will only be uh, forbidden rabbinically and not biblically, like every case of a melacha shleitzich legufa. And this we're going to see is really the uh, consensus view. Many paskin this way. That's how we go, kind of according to norm, uh, normative halacha. We'll see if there are any exceptions, but we follow this kind of very interesting view of the read. Well, last time we, we addressed the fact that Taisvis and Subis and elsewhere does not address the question of the biggest proof of the Aruch from the case of um, digging up the um, uh, radishes or whatever it was, the endives, I believe, Safari translated, from the backyard of your friend versus your backyard. And the Gemara over there said, if you're doing it from the backyard of your friend, it's only a problem if you had intention to fix the land. But if you're doing it in your own backyard, then it's a problem uh, no matter what because of psikresha. And these seem to be a very, very explicit source for psikresha de nichli. So I wanted to show you over here that that uh, the rush over there, uh, the rush of Nakamara, he brings the Arach, you see over here, Perish Arach. 
he brings and he brings the opinion of the Aruch, right? That even though we say Psakresha Valayama, Shawasar, Hainu Bedavar, Shunana, going to Ovid Baardi Day, going Ava Kaitis Baharas, Benay Bishasmiga, Shahunana Bedavar, and that's why. So he brings the opinion of the Aruch, that this is only when you benefit. Ava Psakresha, the Ovid Baard the Chavre, but a Psakresha, which you do on the land of your friend, the Achar Kaitis Baharas, Bishasmiga, or someone else is doing a circumcision. Who doesn't get it? Mutter lechatchila v'asfila isadir abanan lekha. It's mutter. So the Rashi then he brings you know a couple of other you know uh, ramifications of this, and he says over here like this: Venira de lav that the case of the Gemara by the land is not a raya. The hod amar hachalay tzricha the avid ba'ar the chavre that it says over here that the person is working in his friend's property. The Gemara over here is not talking about whether or not one is allowed to do this meaning whether one is allowed to ideally go and pick his uh, pick his and take his um, uh, endives on Shabbos this way. It's for sure forbidden to do so. They're arguing specifically about the whether one is liable enough to bring a chatas for it. So here we have another source. The Rush writes explicitly that even according to Rabbi Shimon, the Rush who's arguing on the Arach is another source to the Re, that even if you say Psikresha delay Nichale is Aser, Psikresha delay Nichale is only Aser Midarabana. Midaraisa, your Chai, it sounds from the Rush. Midaraisa, biblically, you're prohibited in the case of Psikresha, where it's Nichale. But Psikresha delay Nichale. Right, Sekresha Delaini is going to be forbidden only Midrabana. And likely the reason is because of Malachas Machavas. That's what many want to say, because on Shabbos there is this additional notion of Malachas Machavas, and it's similar to as the Re said, Malacha Shaytrichalagufa. Right? So therefore, for Shabbos, the Russia seems to follow the opinion of the of the Arch. Sorry, of the Re. And he addresses the Gemara by saying that Gemara is not referring to a case of Lechadchil. Okay. Um, I want to see if I think that's how I, want, how I want to look at it in this rush. Um, no. Okay. Fine. So now I want to. I want to. So, so it's a long rush, and that's worth it to look at. Now I want. I want to. I want to show the Rambam. One second. Let me stop this share over here. And. Um, um here 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 we go um okay so it says i'm sorry one second let me just rabbit said rabbit rabbit do we mind closing the door um Okay, so the Rambam says as follows. Does everyone, everyone see the Rambam? Yeah, okay. I will also If you do an action and through what you do, 
that it will for sure happen, which will I say myself through, uh, through this action. Even though you did not have intention, if you're liable. It's clear that you that 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 it's impossible for this not to happen. You need the head of a chicken to play with, a kata for a kid to play with, you chop off its head. Even though your intention is not to kill the bird. So the Rambam writes very, very, very clearly, right, that this is going to be a, that, that, that by case of Sekresha Chayev, right? And he doesn't talk about the Rabbah and the Raisa, he seems to say it clearly. Then he talks about the question of Malach Hashem Tzrich you're liable. Right, someone who puts out a, 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 a fire because he needs the oil or the wick so that it shouldn't get ruined, or in order for him not to burn it or to or to or to break the uh, ceramic of the of the lamp. Since Kiboy is, is a malacha, extinguishing is a malacha, and he intended to put it out, the he doesn't need it for the purpose of Kiboy. All these different cases, what's called a uh, so the Rambam by the by a malachah and by pesikresha uses the same language of chayev. He equates them. So there is a big discussion about this. How is the Rambam paskening by malachah and we're going to get into that when we learn malachah and in depth. Is the Rambam paskening like the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that says malachah and is liable midayrais uh, or not? Um, okay, so now let's get to the to the tour, which is our kind of original goal here. Um, now, is this source sheet being shared? I, I don't know what's being shared. Yeah, yeah, not okay. Fine. So here's the tour. Tour or Whoever has the source sheet, it's 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 there. Whoever wants to follow along here, feel free. So you have a chavis that you corked it with a linen cork, right? So if you remember when we did the Tysus and Subis, we talked about this case. The arach allowed you to pull the cork out on Shabbos, even though you're squeezing out the wine by doing that. It's a You don't benefit from it. The wine falls to the ground. It's a and it is permissible. But if you have a vessel there to catch the wine that drips out of the cloth, it's forbidden because then you benefit from it, right? You're 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 kind of benefiting. From, from squeezing out the, 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 the cloth because you get the wine. So you see from the Rosh, from the Torah, right? At the primary source, the Torah is bringing 
to argue on the Arach is the Ri. In Shulchan Arach, it brings this halacha as well. You have a barrel that you cork, the same thing, right? There are those that 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 say it is permissible. This is the Arach. Since you're not benefiting, have a And here the Ramah puts a very interesting kind of comment here. Perish, Isr Nimshach Behechrich Midavar Ma, that since the prohibited thing will automatically happen from, from this thing, same way death automatically follows. So it's interesting. The why this kind of the what is the Ramah trying to add over here? Right? The Ramah seems to be kind of stressing the alternate view, right? We said that the opinion of the Arch is less focused on kind of the consequentialist view on what happens automatically once you do the action and more what it says about your intention. Right? So it's just, it's just a little bit interesting why why does the re when you know what's what's going on over here? The other question is is that people ask that in the canonical case of 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 a psychratia, right? Canonical case, right? Why is it nichale that the chicken is dead? We're talking about you're cutting off the head of a chicken, right? Doesn't say there's any use to the chicken afterwards. Right, so you'll say, you know, fine, you did it with the kosher shechita, so now you could eat the chicken. But if you look, that's not the way the Rambam defined the case, right? Or anybody defined the case. You just said chopping off the head of a chicken. So it's interesting because that case itself, you could argue, is ipsakresha delonichale, and then that is like the very kind of canonical example of ipsakresha. So that's an interesting one. Okay, um, the chalku alavan are those that that argue on him. The Amru and they say the Alpha Gaftal Nikhala, even though you don't benefit, Kivan the Psekration who Asar the Ha'ilam Noyagim Hatterbidav. So here's a very interesting line, right? So the Bhabra by his own admission is saying that there are those that, that say it is forbidden. The Ha'olam Nohagim Hatterbidav. And but the world seems to be lenient on this. And we have a way of trying to be, uh, to kind of try to make them look okay, right? The kivan shehabarza rucha chutzinir magasa. He basically says that the reason why these people are not doing a terrible thing, specifically in this application, is because the cloth is long and it has the status of a sponge. Whatever there are, there are reasons. But the mechaber seems to say very clearly that he paskins. He does not follow the view of the of the Ark. Um, so so she so then he kind of he, and and, and uh, in the rest of the Sif, the, the Mechaber is just explaining why in this specific case there's a way out of it if you have a long cork or whatever it is, but but he held uh, um, So we'll just look at the Morgan Avram and we'll stop a little bit earlier tonight. The Bargain of Ram, over here, he brings our rush, the rush that we just saw. Because of our rush, practice I and the Shabbos, 
Now here the Magen Avram is saying something very difficult. The Magen Avram is saying that even the Aruch who said never allowed it by other prohibitions. Now this is a big problem because one of the big proofs of the Aruch was in the case of Zvachem, right? In the case of pouring wine on the fire which was a case of different prohibitions, right? In addition, many people, many people, many other commentaries brought sources from the laws of uh, forbidden clothing, right? We've seen it other places. So, and that's where the Arch brings us proofs from. So how do we, from the case of uh, Tsaras, so what is the Magen I'm talking about? So, V'hiksha Hagayin B'Sey, so V'hiksha Hagayin, uh, for, um, uh, I always forget what the Behe Zion stands for, but it's 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 from it's it's from the he asked in the name of the Maharal of Prague. I can't, I can't remember what Behe Zion is. The name of the Maharal of Prague, the Mai may be Raya Mahamakshin. So, sorry, so the big question is sorry, the, the Magnavram addresses this. He says there is a big question from the case of Zvachim, and he brings it that, that this is a question that was asked. And he says that maybe we don't follow the, that that we don't we don't we don't follow uh, the view of Shmuel over there, and he gives a a kind of different answer. But, but, so the Magen Abraham brings his own approach. Basically, the the, the Abraham does not like you know these answers. He says because the rush is very very clearly bringing this approach. That the reason why the Gemara and Zvachim is, a, is, is not a proof is because Shmuel over there is lenient, but we don't follow the view of Shmuel, like the Rambam in Parak, in says in Parak Tezayni Maisa Karbanas and Menachas, right? And the Magen Avram comes out, and many of other, others agree with him that the, the Arach is the only thing that makes sense according to the Arach is the Arach is based on the fact that it is Melechish Makshavis Asatar. That Psekreshit is Mutter because of Melechish Makshavis. Now, this is a very difficult thing because if you remember, when we saw the, the Pnei Yeshua a couple of weeks ago, right? The Pnei Yeshua was trying to figure out what is the source of Davrashen and Meskavan is Mutter, right? And how do we know it is permissible by Shabbos or everywhere else? And the Pnei Yeshua said we derived it from the principle of Melechas Machshavas by Shabbos. And we asked a whole host of questions on the uh, uh, Pnei Yeshua. But one of the questions is that many people ask on the Pnei Yeshua is that we never find something that's permissible because of Malachas Makshavas, that's also permissible rabbinically. Whenever we say you're not liable for something because it doesn't fit into the category of Malachas Makshavas, we said it's only, that is only true Midoraisa, biblically. But uh, rabbinically, it is prohibited. And that's in fact what the Re says over here, right? The Re and the Rush and others say that because of Malachas Makshavas, the creation delay Nichle is forbidden Midrabanan and permissible Midraisa. But the Arch is the view that says that it's completely permitted. 
And if the Magen Avram is trying to argue that the Arach is also only allowing because of we have the same question that we had on the Pnei Yeshua, we have on the Magen Avram. So what you're going to have to say over here is that when the Torah says and there are uh, rabbinical prohibitions, there is still a qualitative difference over here between and everything else. That even though Right, uh, that, that even though normally we say when something is permissible because of Malachis Machshavis is still prohibited, uh, rabbinically this is different. The question is why? So here there are those who say, and I think this is kind of intuitive, uh, there's a very, very important distinction over here, okay? If you recall, we said the reasoning behind Psikresha is because by Psikresha it's considered that you are Mechaving, right? That you had intention for this according to the R. That's one approach. There is another approach we said that, it's, that this is considered to be your action. So now you can say the following thing. Is that the Aruch understands that these are not two separate approaches. It depends which, uh, which halachas you're talking about. Normally, right, in the rest of the Torah, what matters is very simple, right? Did you do a prohibited action or not? Now, there is a heter, right? There is a leniency that if you're, if you're, if this, if this action is not guaranteed to be done and you did not have intention to do it, then this is not considered an action, right? An action has to lead to the consequence, right? An action has to have an outcome and it has to be done for the sake of the outcome right? Or if the action will guarantee the outcome, then it's considered an action. So there are two different ways. If you can do the action, the outcome may or may not happen, your intention is enough to bridge the gap and relate the outcome to the action. If the outcome will definitely happen, then it's just by sheer consequence that this action is related and that's enough. By Shabbos, the Torah introduces us to a, to a new paradigm that intention matters in the very definition of the action. So since intention matters in the very definition of the action, so the Aruch is saying that once you undermine the link between your intention and the action, right? So then it doesn't make sense to say the view that psikresha blibes miskaven, right? It doesn't make sense to say this perspective, sorry, the other way. It doesn't make sense to say that just because the outcome always happened, these two things are related because the Torah defines the characterization of what an action is by Shabbos differently. And the Torah puts intention embedded in that. Now, by every other leniency of Malachas Mashabas, you have full intention to do the action. It's just, it doesn't have the outcome. It doesn't have this, it doesn't have that. So the rabbis over there, were not gonna split hairs and say, okay, we have to look deep into your psyche to see, you know, what was, you know, were you, you know, when you dragged the bench, why did you do it or whatever it is? So that's a gufa. We're going to say it's forbidden. But the Aruch is talking about where you where you didn't want to do this action in the first place. And because of Malachas Machshavis, that redefines what role intention has in action. So once it defines it, you can no longer say Psikresha. Psikresha doesn't make sense in Shabbos. It only makes sense if that somehow translates into explaining your intention. 
But if it doesn't explain your intention, if you have no intention, relying on the fact that this outcome always happens doesn't make sense in Shabbos because in Shabbos, the actions are kind of parametized by your intention. That's the view of the other. All right? Okay, I'm sorry. We're going to have to stop a little, a little bit early tonight. And um, we will, Mir Hashem, continue with this next week. And get a more Good luck for you.